Welcome to the 10th episode of I Dare You to Care. I'm your host, Sylvia Bafour, and this is a show where we dare to care about our emotional intelligence and all the ways that it can help us to thrive in our personal and professional lives. So I want to thank you for continuing to to be with me on this podcast journey, you know, because reaching the 10th episode feels like a little bit of a milestone for me, um, you know, because you know, getting my mind right to gather my thoughts before each episode hasn't always been been easy. And I think it's in part because I, I value and respect your time and always want to do what I can to make it a worthwhile listen. So just a few years ago, I began a journey towards making a fairly hard, personal, yet important decision. And I've decided to talk more publicly about it now because I know that in one way or another, we've all suffered or are are currently suffocating under the weight of societal expectations. And my hope is that this episode might be a source of encouragement, uh, maybe even validation for you, if you can relate in any way to to what I'm going to be talking about. So this is going to be an episode that will focus us on daring to care less about keeping up appearances. And as you as you engage with me in the episode, I would love for you to to reflect on your own life and, and think about where you might be keeping up an appearance that that probably you know deep in your heart is is either time to uncover, maybe even consider abandoning. You know, I'd like us to explore a few things and and some different thoughts around questions like, you know, why do we keep up appearances in the first place? What do we fear losing by not keeping them up? You know, what what does keeping up appearances even look like? And what does it do to us when we we continue to keep them up? And what does it take to free ourselves from the, the weight of other people's expectations? So, you know, I'm thinking that ultimately there's got to be a final question and, and it has to be, you know, what do we stand to gain when we choose to hear our own inner voice louder than anyone else's? So in the spirit of, uh, of more and more of us believing that vulnerability is indeed the new strength, let's jump right into the episode. So I think we can all agree that the, the global pandemic over the past many, many months has uncovered a lot, right? Uh, a lot that might have previously sailed under the radar, but now confronts us in inescapable ways. I mean, now more than ever, I think that many of us are are realizing just how important it is to, to find a way to live in greater alliance with our own desires. You know, the life that we want for ourselves. And I know that sometimes takes courage. I mean, but how freeing would it feel for you to live a life that was truly untethered from the, the opinions and expectations of others? I mean, this is a question that I, I continue to ask myself because I certainly don't have all the answers and I, I am still learning and discovering. But I do know, I do know that, that we all want to be happy and feel fulfilled and like, like we're, we're living out a purpose that matters to us. And yet so many of us don't feel like we have the full permission to do so. And in some cases, we've, we've even fallen victim to the narratives of what everyone else thinks and, and feels about how we should be living our lives. And, and whether we're conscious of it or not, we are often influenced by that. 
And sadly, I think that that's exactly the kind of thing that leads us to feel the need to keep up appearances in the first place. And then, so it, it, it kind of becomes about things like attending the right school, getting the glamorous job, having the right look, weighing the right amount, driving the right car, you know, even saying and thinking and knowing the right things, dating or marrying the right person, even, even looking the right age. I mean, really, the list goes on. But why? Why the need for keeping this up? You know, I think that we, we keep up appearances because we want to feel seen. We, you know, we want to feel valued and loved, right? I get it. I want to feel those things as well. You know, we, we don't want to go against the grain because that can feel intimidating, uncomfortable, and, and even scary. And, and I think that we, we also keep up appearances because we think it's what we need to do to fit in. We, we, you know, we feel like, like we, we, we want to feel like we belong. And as human beings, it is a fundamental desire, right? That need that we have to feel a sense of belonging. But maybe it's also because we just have a need to please. And, and some of us might just be culturally conditioned to certain ways of being. But sadly, I think that keeping up appearances often comes at our personal expense. And then the journey to keeping up the facades can be physically and financially, most certainly, emotionally exhausting. So this leads me to my own story that I, I promised to share with you about the difficult personal decision that I made not so long ago. Okay, so, so here's the backstory. So growing up in various countries around sub-Saharan Africa, my brothers and I followed the general prescription that many of our friends had to follow. So all of our parents did their darndest to, to get us into reputable schools with the hopes that that they were ultimately setting us up for a bright future, you know, one that was far beyond what they were able, ever able to experience. And so the pressure began to get certain grades so we could get into a certain university, so we could land a certain job and marry a certain person, so we could live in a certain place and have certain children and live happily ever after with the approval and praise of everyone who had a part in raising us. Whew. And, and while I'm, I'm very grateful that, that my parents didn't impose half as many expectations on us, I still felt the weight of expectations from the, you know, the quote-unquote village, you know, that was part of raising me. So the family, friends, the aunts, the uncles, you name it. And so as I moved into young adulthood, the chorus of questions about when I was going to get married and have children, that became louder and louder. Maybe you can relate, I don't know. But as an African woman, I came to understand loud and clear that I, I, I would only be seen as, as successful and happy and fulfilled if I got married and had children. And, and if I didn't, then, then no amount of career or financial success really mattered. So like so many others, I found myself making choices based less on what I felt I needed and more on what I felt I had to do. You know, feeling this sense of obligation, really, to everyone but myself. And so I rushed into relationships, convinced myself that the person I was dating was the one to settle down with and, and start a family before I turned 35 and became a, a geriatric pregnancy case. <laughs> oh, by the way, so how does 35 years old and geriatric ever get put into the same sentence? 
I don't know. But anyway, I digress. So in feeling the pressure to keep up appearances, I dated a couple of guys who honestly, on paper, they, they would have been the envy of many. You know, good looking, prestigious, not too shabby a bank account, and even a, a sense of dress and style yanked right off the catwalks of Paris. And personality? Well, who cared? I mean, all the other boxes checked off really nicely, didn't they? So yeah, when I entered my 30s, I felt a significant amount of pressure to have kids before my uh, so-called ovaries dried up. And soon it wasn't even the pressure from the outside. It was the pressure that I now masterfully was putting on myself because of what I thought I wanted. And it's also because of what I thought I was supposed to do when I got to that age. Now, don't get me wrong. I have lots of friends who always knew that they wanted to be biological mothers. And it's been really enriching to see them achieve that dream. But it's, it's also been heartbreaking to see my dear friends with the same dream who sadly were denied the same opportunity due to no fault of their own. But, but, but biological motherhood, biological motherhood never felt like my destiny. I mean, I never imagined myself being someone else's mother, at least in the conventional sense of the word. I mean, it just didn't feel like something that was in the cards for me. And yet I felt, I, I felt myself feeling so much guilt and shame for not using my uh, quote-unquote God-given uterus for good use. And I carried a lot of guilt, you know, feeling like, like in some way I must have been abnormal for not having the instinct or the desire. And I'll, I'll tell you that oftentimes I felt like I was being selfish. And so for close to a decade, I tried to convince myself of all of the reasons why why I should have children. You know, for instance, since, since I'm my mother's only daughter, it seemed important to give her grandkids that she could help raise in a way that she couldn't with her, her son's children. I wanted my niece and nephews to have more cousins. I worried about regretting it one day when I was far beyond my childbearing years. You know, and, and there was even the curiosity about what it would look like for my husband and I to merge Africa and South America into one child. Um, I, I remember even sharing this dilemma with my, with my doctor. And I told her that I could no longer tell the difference between all of the outside voices and expectations and my own voice when it came to, to this important decision. And, and she gave me an interesting assignment to do. And, and I'll tell you what she said. She said, when you get home, I want you to take a hot shower and try to get yourself into a state of feeling really relaxed. And then find a quiet space to sit down with a journal. And then I want you to close your eyes and imagine yourself peacefully sitting on a bench in a beautiful, lush green, flower-filled, sun-kissed meadow, sitting beside the person you will become five years from now. And then I want you to simply have a conversation with your future self about this dilemma that you are having right now, but without any judgment or agenda. Just let the conversation flow, see where it goes and how it feels. And she said, and when the conversation is over, you will know it. And you will most likely have a, a deeper sense of what to do. And, and, and you can capture that, uh, that conversation in your journal. And, and I'll tell you, I, I followed her advice. And, and I have to say that that it definitely helped me get a little closer to, to the clarity that I was seeking. 
And then one day, you know, one day I, I happened upon a speech online for Glamour. And it was presented by the renowned actor and fabulous daughter of the legendary Diana Ross, Miss Tracy Ellis Ross. And her speech was called Living for Myself. And she talked about the pressures and questions and judgments that she faced as an unmarried woman with no children. And so much of what she said resonated with me. And one of the things I most remember her saying was that she was committed to, uh, quote unquote, paying attention to the reality of my life and the audacity of my dreams. Her speech inspired me to, to ask some deeper questions of myself because I didn't realize how much I had become a slave to convention. And don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with following convention. I just knew that my path would, be, would look a little different. And I needed to figure out more about who I was, separate and apart from the, the opinions of others and my own labels, really. I mean, who exactly was I living for? My life is indeed mine, as, as Tracy Ellis Ross reminded me. And if my life is mine, then I, then I have to actually live it for myself. Not, not because I'm trying to gain the approval of others or avoid judgment or, or keep up an appearance of some sort. I mean, I understand that, that people around me are most certainly going to have their opinions, but those opinions do not have to become my reality. And it's something that I, I definitely try to internalize much more and more. You know, if I'm judged as someone who is unfulfilled or selfish or, or anything else because I have chosen to be child-free and not childless, uh, then, then that's something that I'm willing to live with. I mean, I, I think that there are a myriad of ways that, that we, we get caught up in trying to keep up appearances because of so much focus on the opinions or judgments of others. And I'm sure that maybe you have your own thoughts around what that looks like either in your own life or in the life of someone that you know. And the reality is that many of us have ingested massive doses of societal conditioning and, and the disease to please and the disease of comparison are, are plaguing us and, and they're fueled by the added pressures that come from places like social media. So we're left feeling like we're on this, uh, this treadmill of constant pressure to, to live our lives a certain way. But the question is this, when do we make room to introspect and figure out what we want and give ourselves the, the full permission to do that and be that? I mean, perhaps you're one of those who, whose journey in keeping up appearances is starting to feel financially draining. Maybe there's some, something you've acquired or are holding onto that has placed a lot of pressure on you to stay in an income earning situation that's less than ideal simply because it pays the bills to fund your acquisition. But maybe it's, it's the significant other that you've been with for so long and, and yet you know that your paths are no longer meant to be together, but you're deathly afraid of how it will look to your friends and family. Maybe it's the neighborhood that you live in that impresses everyone who learns about it, and yet it's void of the, the true down-to-earth nourishing community that you need. Or, or the prestigious university that you're attending that, that draws the admiration and envy of everyone, and yet it feels like the complete wrong-fit institution for you. Maybe it's the pressure that you feel to be super nice to everyone at work all the time in an effort to, to win praise and avoid conflict. 
or, or, or maybe it's the fact that, that you're stuck on a roller coaster of physically altering yourself in some way because of all the compliments you receive and, and because you, you fear growing older. You know, to, to that in particular, I say that let us not forget that growing old is a terrible destiny until dying young is your only reality. I mean, I imagine that, that we can all fill in a scenario here that applies to something that we've tried to ignore or suppress in our lives. And, and at the end of the day, maybe keeping up appearances isn't all bad. But if you're feeling drained or exhausted by being tethered to the opinions and expectations of others, then that's when it becomes harmful. And if that's the case for you, then I invite you to dare to care less about keeping up appearances. If anything, in the spirit of, of pursuing what makes you happy and brings you joy. I mean, ultimately, I don't think that a successful life is one where we're just acquiring things or becoming something for the sake of other people's approval. I mean, I truly believe that a successful life is a life that you are enjoying, period. So yeah, dare to care less about keeping up appearances. It's something that I'm reminding myself of on a daily basis because I know it's not always easy. And I understand all too well that, that expectations are hard to overcome. And maybe you're the person who's wondering, well, what does it take to free myself from the weight of other people's judgment and expectations? Well, you know, I think that it must begin with truly internalizing and embracing the idea that your life is your own. I think it also takes adjusting your thinking to understand that you cannot control what others are going to think about you. And in this regard, I, I completely echo the famous saying that I once heard, that, that what you think of me is none of my business. And I think it also takes understanding the importance of reframing your relationship with the expectations of others. You know, kind of like the advice we've all been given to, to put on our own oxygen mask first. I honestly can't tell you the peace of mind that I now experience and enjoy because I made a firm decision to stand up for, for what I wanted and needed with respect to my motherhood dilemma. And you know, interestingly enough, as I'm recording this episode, today is the, the seventh year anniversary of the, the passing of Dr. Maya Angelou. And I was just thinking about the fact that, yeah, she only had one child, her wonderful and incredibly talented son, Guy Johnson. And yet in the, in the 13 or so years that I got to know and spend time with her, I, I felt mothered by her, as did many others that she made time for. And I'm now incredibly grateful for the realization that I can mother in other ways that are just as impactful and meaningful. And I invite you to think about how freeing it is to your spirit, to know that the decisions you make in your life moving forward are ones that you make because you, because you want to make them and not because of how it's going to look to others. Even the well-intentioned ones who, who love you the most, if you are happy, the ones who matter and love you will be happy for you. I truly do believe that. You know, I think that one of the silver linings of the global pandemic, one of the silver linings has been the fact that it's afforded us, many of us, time to reflect more on, on what matters most, right? And I've heard countless stories 
of, of people empowered to stand up for what they want in their lives. Quitting jobs they, they hated but stayed in longer than they should have because it was a prestigious place to work. Downsizing from houses they really didn't need or, or couldn't afford. You know, breaking up with, with someone they really weren't connecting with but stayed for the sake of appearances and so much more. You know, I'll be the first to admit that not keeping up appearances has its risks for sure. I mean, yeah, you risk being misunderstood. You risk being made fun of. You, you even risk the approval of others. But in the grand scheme of this short time that you've been given on this earth, does any of that really matter? Especially in light of the fact that the risks of not living your own truth and, and walking your own path are far greater and can be much more devastating. I mean, you risk your mental health, your own happiness, your peace of mind, and ultimately your life. Now, why do I say your life? Because this, this is the only life that, that you get to live and, and use up in the best way that you know how. So that when your time is up, you have far less to regret. You know, as, as I move forward in my life, I, I'm trying more and more to pay attention to the decisions that I make for my life as, as often as possible, I first examine the reasons why. I mean, if anything, to, to help me be more mindful of the intention behind my actions. And I invite you to do the same. You know, we, we get this one life to live, right? And in whatever ways we can, we should make the most of it and make it count, not just for others, but for ourselves. And always remember that a successful life is a life that you are enjoying. I really hope that this episode has provided you with a little food for thought and, and perhaps we can even continue this conversation in a future episode. Uh, if you have any thoughts or questions around this topic, uh, please feel free to reach out or, or send me a message on any of my platforms, whether it's Instagram or, or Facebook or LinkedIn. So as always, I, I do want to thank you for the privilege of your listening ear and for your continued support of this show. If you found any of the content useful, please feel free to share it with one or two people in your life that you think could benefit from hearing this. And thank you for those of you that have already subscribed to the show. If you haven't yet and would like to do so, please feel free to, to do that because this is a, a good way for you to be updated every time I release a new episode. And a final ask of you, um, if you feel so inclined and haven't already done so, I would really be grateful if you wouldn't mind rating the show and maybe leaving a brief review, uh, a sentence or two that just uh, shares you know, how the show is resonating with you. Um, that's always very helpful for other people who are looking for content like this. And thank you as always for your time in listening. And until we meet again in the next episode, take good care, stay well, and remember to dare to care.